Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Just south of Talcott, West Virginia, is an old decommissioned rail tunnel originally built for the Chesapeake and Ohio Railway. In February of 1870, over 800 men began digging this tunnel through the Big Bend Mountain, a process that took too long and grueling years, as at the time, every step had to be done by hand. First, a man known as a shaker held a steel drill into place while another man, known as a steel driver, used brute force to hammer it directly into the rock. In between each strike, the shaker cleared the hole of debris and the process continued until it was deep enough to fill with black powder for blasting. Of course, this was extremely hazardous and low-paying work, so the CNO relied heavily on African-American men who had eagerly migrated to the region in search of a new life far away from their previous ones and plantations. But this particular tunnel now known as the Great Bend Tunnel, is home to more than just the fruit of these men's labor. It is also purportedly the place where the legendary steel driver John Henry met his fate. A tall tale that has been a quintessential part of American folklore for over a century, rivaled only by the likes of Paul Bunyan, Johnny Appleseed, and Pecos Bill. But unlike these mythical men, the tale of John Henry may in fact be true. My name is Brandon Schecksnyder, and you are listening to Southern Gothic. Legend says that John Henry was a mountain of a man who worked for the CNO Railway in the 1870s 
due to his considerable strength and size, Henry was given the role of steel driver, and among the hundreds of men laboring alongside him on the Big Ben Tunnel, Henry was known to be the fastest, strongest, and most powerful of them all. Then one day, the railroad company brought in a steam drill to speed up work on the tunnel, as certainly this new mechanical wonder would produce results faster than any man ever could. But John Henry took the claim as a challenge, asserting, quote, If I can't beat this steam drill down, I'll die with this hammer in my hand. So the race was on. Men watched as John Henry feverishly worked all day and into the night. He used two 10-pound hammers, one in each hand, to drive a 14-foot hole into the mountain. But the steam drill was not suited for the work and was unable to remove the dust and rock chips as it pressed deeper into the mountain. This inevitably resulted in a mechanical failure, the steam drill only managing to dig a hole of nine feet, five feet less than John Henry's. Yet instead of stopping to celebrate his accomplishment, the proud steel driver continued hammering on and on until eventually he collapsed from exhaustion. John Henry may have won that fateful day, but he still died with a hammer in his hand. In the century and a half since John Henry's supposed death, the tale of his life has been passed down in a variety of ways. But the most prominent is the Ballad of John Henry. This song traces its roots back to traditional work songs, or more specifically, hammer songs, which were sung by railroad laborers to establish the rhythm of their work and pass the time. But due to John Henry's popularity, the old folk song became one of the first to be labeled the blues, as well as one of the first recorded songs in country music. Today, there are over 200 versions of the Ballad of John Henry, recorded by a variety of artists. It has become so popular that folklorists at the Library of Congress consider it one of, if not the most researched folk song in the country. Research that began as early as the 1920s with a sociologist named Guy Benton Johnson. In an attempt to learn as much as he could about John Henry, but the song and the man, Johnson went on an extensive search for every version of the legend that anyone had ever heard. One was submitted to him by a construction worker who claimed he first heard the song in 1909 while working in Birmingham, Alabama. Another came from a man who heard it while in prison in the 20s. And yet another more folk-oriented in style, 
was from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, who combined the lyrics from all the ways that he had heard it over the prior 25 years. But the earliest written version that Johnson found was by W.T. Blankenship, published around 1900. Yet this, too, was clearly a derivative of earlier songs passed down through oral tradition. So the only way for Johnson to find their origin would be to find John Henry, the man. Johnson began with the most common elements of the varying tales. Henry was powerful, fast, and very likely the best man working the railroad in his area. Unfortunately, there was no definitive agreement between the legends as to where that was. Some claim that the infamous competition occurred in one of the Virginias. Others, as far south as Alabama. But in the end, he found potential John Henrys who had lived and died in a dozen different states. Then, in 1927, the sociologists visited the Big Bend Tunnel in Talcott, West Virginia, after a man associated with a contractor for the tunnel assured Johnson that this was the location of the famed competition between steam drill and man. And since the tunnel's construction took place between 1870 and 1872, the timing fit. While there, residents of Tal could confirm the claim, and Johnson managed to track down someone who had actually worked at the tunnel over 50 years prior. His name was Neil Miller, and he was 17 years old when the tunnel was being dug. Miller told Johnson that he was paid to carry water and drills for the steel drivers and that one of them was in fact the John Henry of song. Miller saw him each and every day that he worked. He also went into detail about the legendary contest, even describing what the steam drill looked like. Other residents of the area vouched for Miller's reputation and claimed, quote, if Neil Miller said anything happened, it happened. In the end, Johnson concluded that if John Henry was a real man, he may have worked on the Big Bend Tunnel, but he added that, quote, one can make a case either for or against it, end quote. For instance, despite the fact that the CNO Railway used steam drills, none were ever actually used in the construction of the Big Bend Tunnel. The reason for this, however, is unclear. In addition, Johnson was left with little indication as to who Henry actually was. According to some, he was about 30 years old when he came to West Virginia, having been born into enslavement in either Virginia or the Carolinas. And stories about his physical size defer, though almost all claim that he was a large man for the time. <laughs> 
possibly standing at about six feet with around 200 pounds of muscle. In 1930, Guy Johnson published his findings, and since that time, the Big Bend Tunnel has remained the most prominent location associated with John Henry. But there are others who believe that the tunnel of the legend is the nearby Lewis Tunnel, which sits about 40 miles away from Big Bend in Allegheny County, Virginia. In 2006, historian Scott Reynolds Nelson claimed he identified through historical documentation a John Henry who worked on Lewis Tunnel and very likely died there. The man was an inmate of the Virginia Penitentiary and was a part of a group of prisoners leased to the CNO Railway for labor. According to the records, his full name was John William Henry, and he was 19 years old at the time. It is believed that Henry arrived in Virginia following the Civil War in an effort to find work, but he was later arrested and tried for burglary. Yet there is no evidence that John Henry was a steel driver, and notably, he's identified as having stood at only five foot one and a quarter, a significant difference from the John Henry of Tall Tales. Yet Nelson explains that tunnel workers in the 19th and 20th centuries, particularly those who drilled holes for blasts, were generally smaller men, so as to fit in the areas they needed to until the initial drilling was completed. As for the infamous steam drill, CNO railway records indicate that the machinery was in fact used in the construction of the Lewis Tunnel, but there was nothing concerning a competition, which likely would not have been newsworthy anyway. The penitentiary's records of John William Henry stopped in 1873, suggesting he likely died sometime around then. Just one of many convict laborers who died tunneling through the West Virginia mountains. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or well, call she, the police. Or call the police, like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you.
Y'all, I want to take a quick minute to tell you about one of my favorite nonprofit organizations here in Middle Tennessee. It's called Poster Nashville. Now, this organization supports people during times of housing or medical crises by providing compassionate, temporary care for their pets. That's right. Poster helps secure loving homes for beloved little furballs when their human companions are going through things that might otherwise cause them to have to give them up. But since Poster began back in 2020, they've been able to reunite nearly 250 pets with their loving pet parents after they were able to secure housing, keeping families together through tough times. Of course, y'all, I have to say from personal experience, it's been an awesome program to be around. My kids and I have been fortunate enough to hang out with some of the pups. And trust me, what Poster is doing through a devoted network of volunteers is absolutely heartwarming. So if you'd like to help, Poster is in the middle of their annual fundraiser right now, trying to hit a goal of $20,000. And it would mean the world to me if you'd consider helping us get there. All you got to do is visit southerngothicmedia.com slash bark. That's right, southerngothicmedia.com slash bark. There is, however, yet one more tunnel that has been associated with the legend. In the 1920s, Guy Johnson received several letters that identified several Alabama tunnels as the possible location of the steam drill competition. But at the time, he discounted those claims after the railway told him that no such tunnels existed. However, folklorist and former chemistry professor John Garst has analyzed these letters and believes that the misidentified tunnel written about was in fact either the Coosey Tunnel or Oak Mountain Tunnel near Donovan, Alabama. In addition, Garst uses information from the letters to speculate that John Henry may have been a former slave who came back to work on the tunnels through a connection to the white family he was enslaved by. The theory claims that he was known as John Henry Dabney, born enslaved to the Dabney family in nearby Mississippi. Then, after the Civil War, Captain Frederick Dabney became the chief engineer of the Columbus and Western Railway Company, placing him in charge of railway construction from Goodwater to Birmingham, Alabama which included the Coosey and Oak Mountain Tunnels. According to the correspondence, one day a steam drill salesman came calling at the tunnel site, and Captain Dabney bet the man that John Henry could beat his machine. So on September 20th, 1887, a race took place outside of the East Portal the Oak Mountain Tunnel. Of course, John Henry beat the machine, drilling 27 and a half feet to the steam drill's 21. But the man then collapsed. This version of the legend claims that on his deathbed he called out for his wife, holding on to life until she arrived. While this theory of the legend's origin 
identifies a specific date for the contest. It is largely criticized because it relies less on identifiable evidence in favor of testimony written in the 1920s by a man named C.C. Spencer. Today, a statue of John Henry stands outside of the Great Bend Tunnel, a beautiful commemoration to the men who worked through such hazardous conditions to make this tunnel a reality. But while the tunnel has been decommissioned for over 50 years, the legend and ballad of John Henry has remained relevant and culturally impactful. Through music, film, television, and literature, the story of John Henry continues to be told as not only a rallying cry for labor unions and the fight for better working conditions, but also as a powerful symbol for the civil rights movement. After all, John Henry was a man who stayed true and fought on in a world that refused to help him, where the roads were blocked by actual mountains and there was no choice to go through them. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you've been listening to Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic is an independently produced podcast created by siblings Brianne and Brandon Schecksneider with the support of listeners like you. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to receive even more content, including ad-free episodes, head over to our Patreon page today. The link is in the show notes. Lucky Lady Shacks. What's something you learned in history class that you feel like wasn't the whole truth? Better yet, What's something you didn't learn at all that was omitted completely? That's what I like to call redacted history. My name is Andre White, the host of the Redacted History Podcast, the place where history's forgotten events, heroes, and villains get their story told, one episode at a time. The Redacted History Podcast. Real history never dies. Stream the Redacted History Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Hello, my name is Matt, host of the Pirate History Podcast. Pirates rank among the most mythologized and romanticized of all historical figures. It can become easy to forget that pirates were real people that had real-world concerns. If you like tales of high seas adventure, daring do, and also want to learn more about who Blackbeard supported to be king, you can learn more about all of that at the Pirate History Podcast.